We are learning that leadership makes all the difference. Good morning to each of you. It's good to be, uh, be together. It's good to be able to worship today, to know of God's deep and rich presence, to hang uh, close with him, to hold fast to the hope that is ours in, uh, in Jesus Christ. Over the, the weeks of the summer, we have uh, learned a lot about Nehemiah. We learned a lot about his uh, leadership. I hope that you have been as, as challenged as I've been as we have made our way through this wonderful Old Testament book. We have quite the example in uh, Nehemiah. When it comes to Nehemiah and his leadership, he was in a class of his own. He was a man of uh, strong character and impeccable integrity. He always had the interests of other people at heart. He, he was burdened by those he served. And that was not just put on or feigned. It, it, it was a sincere, uh, deep uh, passion of his to, to, uh, to be there for other people, to, to serve those that were around him. In a word, he... Uh, he placed a priority on people. Nehemiah never expected anything of others that he wasn't willing to do himself. In a word, uh, Nehemiah led by example. We see all these things playing out in what is a wonderful passage from Nehemiah, the fifth chapter, verses 14 through 19. It speaks of the great leader... Nehemiah was. So let's turn to God's Word, and we read today from Nehemiah 5, 14 through 19. Hear this from God's Word. Moreover, from the 20th year of King Artaxerxes, when I was appointed to be their governor in the land of Judah, until his 32nd year, 12 years, neither I nor my brothers ate the food allotted to the governor. But the earlier governors, those preceding me, placed a heavy burden on the people and took 40 shekels of silver from them in addition to food and wine. Their assistants also lorded it over the people. But out of reverence for God, I did not act like that. Instead, I devoted myself to the work on this wall. All my men were assembled there for the work. We did not acquire any land. Furthermore, 150 Jews and officials ate at my table, as well as those who came to us from the surrounding nations. Each day, one ox, six uh, choice sheep, and, and some poultry were prepared for me, and every 10 days, an abundant supply of wine of all kinds. In spite of all this, I never demanded the food allotted to the governor because the demands were heavy on these people. Remember me with favor, my God, for all I have done for these people. This is God's word. And may it be a deep and abiding blessing to each of us, not only as we hear this word read, but as we seek now to take this word and apply it to our lives. May God be with us all. Amen. 
Well, it should come as no surprise to anybody that we are getting close to uh, another election. In fact, we're just a little over three months from the 2022 midterm elections. In, in some states, the politicking is going on uh, full steam. And if it's not, it soon will be. This is an important election. This election, just like any other election, puts those running front and center. They're, they're put under a microscope, if you will. Their every word is, uh, is scrutinized and, and otherwise analyzed. It just comes with the territory. Many are caught saying one thing and doing another. Our faith in our elected officials seems to be at a low ebb. We've all grown a, a bit cynical. There is way too much partisan politics, way too much grandstanding, way too much speaking out of both sides of the mouth. Regrettably, we have grown accustomed to, to politicians profiteering from their uh, places of, uh, of, of power. We have grown weary of all the double standards. We've grown weary of all the arrogance. We expect more from our elected officials even though they, like us, walk on feet of clay. We've noted throughout the weeks of this summer that Nehemiah was an uncommon leader. He was a politician of a different sort. He was a man after God's own heart. He, he sought God's leadership at every turn. And because of that, the, the, the sort of uh, because he was that sort of leader, always seeking after God's leadership, people had no problem following Nehemiah. We mentioned earlier in this series that Nehemiah's political life, if you will, started with him being cupbearer of the king. Now, cupbearer of the king was a responsible position. Even more importantly, it gained him access to the king. Nehemiah leveraged that access not for his own gain, but for the good purposes of God. And he certainly saw to the needs of people. Over time, Nehemiah became governor of, of Judah, and he served in that position a total of 12 years. During that tenure, Nehemiah did everything in his power to do the Lord's bidding particularly in seeing that the wall around Jerusalem was rebuilt. Nehemiah never, ever wanted to, to profit from his position. He, he not only had God in mind, but he had the, the people in mind. He wanted to serve them as well. Nehemiah was the epitome of a servant leader, a leader who serves he, he sought to identify with the people he served. He didn't take advantage of his position. He never wanted to leave them wanting. The governors who preceded Nehemiah had placed a heavy burden on the people. That, that sort of thing was the farthest thing from Nehemiah's mind. The governors who preceded Nehemiah profited by expecting the people to give them food and wine on top of a substantial tax. 
Even the servants of those governors got, got into, the, into the act. They took advantage of the situation as well. As the scripture says, they, they lorded it over the people. And why wouldn't they? The governors were doing it. Why, why wouldn't they join them? The governors who preceded Nehemiah built a culture where the people served the leaders rather than the leaders serving the people. As we have read throughout the book of Nehemiah, we have noticed that um, he writes a lot in, uh, in the first person. He, he does that powerfully in, uh, in Nehemiah chapter 5, verse 15, as he reflects on all the graft that had preceded him. He says, but out of reverence for God, I did not act like that. Out of reverence for God, I did not act like that. I think that's a good word for us. Out of reverence for God, I refuse to act like that. I want to lead and lead as God leads me. I will refuse the temptation to do otherwise. I'm of the mind that that people are inspired by that, that kind of disposition. That, that sort of passion to, um, to, to lead out as God is offering leadership and to always keep in mind God's will and way, not only for the individual leader, but for those people the leader serves. I'm also of the mind that, that, that people have a way of coming around such a leader, Leaders who have that kind of disposition, the disposition of a, of a servant leader, they, they just have a contagion about them. People come around and they too are ready to serve. Leadership is best taught by example. If anything, we, we learn that from Nehemiah. I had a professor in college who used to say, and he repeated this all the time, you never know where your influence stops. We best are taught what a leader is by, by example. We never know where our influence stops. Whether we realize it or not, we are always influencing others around us, whether for the good or for the not so good. That's particularly true when it comes to our Christian witness. I'm constantly considering how what I say and what I do affects that witness. I don't want to do anything that, that, that will mess that witness up, particularly when it comes to, to being around young people. Chuck Swindoll tells the story of a, of a three-year-old who had learned to, to golf by, by watching his, uh, his grandfather. The boy was so enthusiastic about golf that, that his granddad wanted to, to show everyone uh, how he had come along in, in his golf at a, at a family get-together. So the granddad uh, gave the, the little boy a, a golf club that he had had fashioned for him. He kind of shortened the, 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 the golf club so that he could use it. And the, he, he turned the boy loose. And it wasn't long before the boy was heard 
spewing a cuss word and throwing that golf club into the next door's uh, backyard. Our kids are always watching. Now, here's something to think about. Who is a role model in your life? We all have them. Who is a role model in, in your life? Maybe it was a coach or a teacher, maybe a, a relative or quite possibly your mom or dad. Maybe it was somebody at church. Maybe it was a Sunday school teacher at church. Why was that person a role model? Why did they have such effect upon your life? What were some of the things that they did in leaning into your life that made a real difference? What did they do that made them so special? Now, here's something else to think about. How are you a role model in somebody else's life? How are you leaning into a person's life? How are you making a difference in that person's life? How are you present? How are you helping to guide and to, to lead them? Paul writes to the church of Thessalonica, you became imitators of us and of the Lord despite uh, severe suffering. You welcomed the message with joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. You became an example, leading by example, leaning into the lives of other people, seeking to become role models by example to where those lives are truly affected, and in particular, truly affected for the kingdom of God. Our lesson for today is this. A leader is all about setting the right example, the example of servant leadership, of being willing to serve those around you to the end that their lives are truly affected. When such servant leadership is, is in play, you can't rightly ask people to serve if you aren't willing to serve them. They're really not going to serve unless, unless they, one, by example, see you serving and, 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 then, are, and then catch that, uh, that sort of spark to then, uh, to then serve other people. You won't get very far with others around you if you don't show that you care. You aren't much of a leader if you aren't... Uh, concerned, concerned more about them than you are about yourself. Our scripture for today shares that Nehemiah regularly gathered those he was leading around a, a common table. He, he set them in, uh, in, in groups of about 150. Nehemiah didn't charge them a cent. He picked up the tab, if you will. He just wanted to serve them. And by serving them, he then honored them. Some of us in our Wednesday night small group uh, served dinner at Grace Kids last Wednesday uh, evening. It was an honor to honor the children by serving them. What a great time we had. When it comes to servant leadership, there are all kinds of, um, of companies that that tend to their needs of their employees. 
more so than, than many other companies. They just view them as, as employees rather than seeking to, to tend to their needs. Those companies that tend to the, to the needs of their employees tend to always uh, thrive. I heard just this past week about the, the CEO of uh, Camping World, Marcus Lemonis. He's pulling uh, their sponsorship of the Camping World uh, truck series. He did that to, to make the money saved from that sponsorship and, and then seeks to funnel it to his employees during this tough economic time. Caring for the needs of others always has a way of paying dividends and is very much a part of servant leadership. It's all a matter of, uh, of, of leading by example. Rose was a, a poor woman who lived in, in, in Albania years and years ago. She and her husband made a, a regular practice of, of opening, opening their home to the, to the poor and hungry of their town. Whenever one of Rose's daughters asked who the visitors were, Rose would reply, well, they're our relatives. All along, Rose's daughters believed they came from an enormous extended family. One of Rose's daughters was particularly influenced by that. Her name was Agnes and grew to become an advocate for the poor worldwide. Agnes, otherwise known as uh, Mother Teresa, was a living example, a living example of Christ and his every desire to serve. When I think of, uh, of servant leadership, I think of Christ. He too led by example. He is the epitome of all service and love. He is the greatest servant leader who ever lived. Jesus was the one who washed his disciples' feet and by doing so, demonstrated that in his kingdom, the ones who lead will be the ones who serve. And those who are first will be last, and those who are last will be first. Those who follow Jesus come by that sort of thing honestly. We're, we're called on to be like Christ. And as we give ourselves more and more to Christ, we become more and more like Christ. It's just what happens when our hearts are open to his wonder-working power in us. He begins to transform us, to, to make us new, to, to make us more like him. You and I are called to follow Jesus. And in following him, we will find ourselves becoming more and more like him. Paul talks about being like Christ all through his writings. It's, it's really the very thing that, that we need to, to be aware of and conscious of. We, we need to open ourselves to the leadership of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, trusting that he seeks to make us just like him. Paul writes in Ephesians 3, 18 and 19, I pray that, that you, 
being rooted and established in love, may have the power, together with all the saints, to grasp just how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that, that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. To be like Christ. To be like Christ in his love. And that we would begin to, to know and, and understand the, the, the very width and breadth, depth, the length of, of, of Christ's love for each of us and for the rest of the world. And as we become more like Christ in his love, may it be that we find ourselves leading as Christ would have us to lead, that we are leading by example, and that others catch that spirit and they, they begin to lead by example, that we find ourselves at every turn, unflinchingly so, loving those who are around us, seeking to serve those who are around us, leading by example to the end that God's kingdom is furthered and that others catch on and that they too become leaders for God's kingdom. Let's pray together. God, thank you for all that you seek to teach us through the wonderful book of Nehemiah. We are thankful for Nehemiah's life. We are thankful for the ways that he led. We pray that we are inspired by that. Lean into our lives, Lord. We pray that uh, we uh, understand what it means to be a, a servant leader, what it means to lead by example. God, we thank you for Jesus, the very one who led by example, the very one who is the epitome of servant leadership. God, we, uh, we pray that our hearts are open and that you would come flooding in that we would find ourselves becoming more and more like Christ, particularly in his love. Thanks, Lord, for the awesome challenge that you vest upon our lives of leading. Help us to lead rightly. Help us to lead as the servants you call us to be. God, we pray that you uh, help us to lead by example. And in the end, may it be that you gain all the praise and glory. This prayer we make in the name of Christ, trusting in the power of that name for today's world. Amen. For our hymn of